1: Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for
2: details. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans Podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. It is, unfortunately folks, completely unraveled. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast on Monday, the 23rd of January. I am Joe Cardosi. The podcast is sponsored by SeatGeek. I am joined by the ebullient, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, Pelican's beat writer. Ebullient. I like that. That's a nice SAT word I've been reading some books. Yeah, geez, I'm impressed.
0: Yeah, it was a rough weekend. I mean, you know, the game against Orlando was kind of got away in the fourth quarter, and then the game against Miami, kind of same deal, but it went down to the last couple minutes and was a nail-biter. Kind of a bitter loss, I would say. Yeah. Um,
2: Flip-flop, I think, of how you would expect those games to go, going into them script-wise. I think, you know, we were hoping to take that Magic game. And then the Heat game sort of felt like stolen money. You know, you were like, oh, no, I think we can steal this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Down the stretch, not so much. Uh, But luckily, this road trip is over.
0: Yeah, thank goodness. Glad to be back in New Orleans. I mean, with the way that the team has played in the Smoothie King Center, hopefully they can take advantage of that i mean the other piece of good news is that they're still in fourth place yes. in the western conference i mean yes we need some sunshine they've, today they've been fortunate to be totally honest with you that <laughs> yeah. some of the teams beneath them have not played well, well I'll lately take a i mean the three teams directly beneath the pelicans dallas clippers phoenix are 3 and 7 4 and 6 4 and 6 in their last 10 games so i mean the pelicans 3 and 7 over that same span but they've almost not lost any ground whatsoever, literally, to those teams. I'll take it. I mean, f- you go a little further down and you start to get a little bit nervous. But, you know, Joe, I'm promising myself that after, you know, mo- we've had multiple years of agony here, of, of oh, rough starts yes. and tough times, that, you know, they started the season, I think they were 18-8 and eight this year, That and they still have a good record. They're still five over. I promise myself that I'm not going to freak out about – the position that they're in until we go into a day where they literally could drop out of fourth place. And that can't happen right now or quite yet because they're still one and a half ahead of Dallas. So I'm making a promise to myself that as long as they have a little bit of a cushion there and I I feel like I have, you know, kind of made my goal. And you're an Oracle. Yes. I've made my goal top four right now. I, I would love to see them still have home court advantage in the first round. There's only 35 games left which it's it's, it's kind of like to say how did that catch up on us so yeah. fast that we're down we're almost down the stretch of the season got to take advantage of the home games um got to just continue to do what they've been doing all year and uh hopefully they can get back on the winning track and get some players back and yeah. then some of the agony or some of the excruciating losses that we've dealt with lately will be a distant memory. Hopefully. Yes,
2: yes. Those losses are just like grit under my fingernails. I can't get out. Uh, it's going to bug me for a while. But uh, like you said, uh, you don't want to be scrapping at the very end, especially when health has been a problem. Uh, but we get to start off the homestand hard and fast with the Denver Nuggets, who sit very first in the Western Conference. Jokic, uh, he's a... He's been good at basketball uh, this season. He's been, uh, he's been <laughs> MVP playing, candidate. Yeah, pr- playing pretty well for uh, looking for his third MVP, I guess. Um, but speaking of home games and the people we see at it, uh, joining us today is our own studio host, Mister Gus Catengel, of course, also the host of the Sports Hangover, but of course. I know him and love him as the guy in the studio with me. Uh, So let's get Gus in here. Let's talk about it. Let's do the autopsy, and then we'll get ready for the games ahead. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, uh, you know, he's heaving, he's sweating, his quads are bursting out of his jeans, (laughs) Mr. Gus Kattengill. How are you doing, man? I see you're hulked out, ready for the second half of the season almost.
3: Well, the, the key is, uh, as Jim Eichenhofer knows, you size small, right? So yeah. I, I go with the the medium to large. That way it kind of looks. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're too. busting yeah. out of the five T's, man. Well, I mean, and, and then angles, right? You yeah. know, if you take selfies or you take photos, Jim also knows this as well. You yeah, elevate, the ring light all elevate the, time, the phone yeah. just a little bit so it's actually angling down. Yep. You look thinner that way and yep. younger. Yes. The ring light's very
2: important, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Jim yes. knows. You know, he has the spicy links on his page. He, well, he's always using the ring light. He does. He has that little down guy.
3: arrow that says, click yeah. here for spicy what you really links. want. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We got a bunch <laughs> of new pictures on that uh, flag giveaway, man. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a great night in the studio. And I, and I got to say, you worked it out, Jim. It's a really great flag in here. I See
3: then, I see you managed to get one in
0: here. What did you think of my dancing? Was it up to par or we need some more improvement? I've got to
2: say that the tear was just rolling down my cheek. I was I was speechless. Uh so I guess we got to talk about it, you know. We we're, we're starting off hot having fun here, but uh bleh, pelicans lose again. Uh that heat game, I got to be honest, when we were going into that game after the heat showed out the way they did here at the Smoothie King Center, I was dreading
3: that game. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, going into into Miami, but the Pelicans had a chance to steal that one. Uh, what do you think about that, man? I mean, it's we barely, barely were able to uh, choke that one away. Yeah, I feel like the second quarter sort of. We we giggled about it at the we time did. when Graf was saying, "Put that in your back pocket." We're like, yes. "Ah, come on." No. Looks like Graf was right.
3: He uh he always loves to tell us he's always right. We should just understand and learn that. The the one gift that the Graf does have is he can predict doom. He he is he's a doom oracle. he, he's yeah, like the he really of is. You, Jim. That is a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. He is a doom oracle. He can tell you exactly pinpoint when doom is coming and predict doom and. You know, I think when you look at, yes, going into this three-game homestand this week here, we start on a Monday, and it's like, they're at a four-game losing streak. How should you feel? Look, we talked about it in the pregame yesterday. And I asked him, I'm like, what's the one common denominator in the three losses? And it's been defense. Haven't been playing the kind of defense that they wanted. You look at that first half, Jim. If they don't end on a 10-0 spurt at the end of that second, which is painful because I went back and looked at the play-by-play last night. It was one twenty four to play in the second quarter. I was going to say, Trey Murphy hit a big yeah. shot with like three minutes I was of change. Giving, well, I was, I was giving him an extra 40 seconds, saying in the final two minutes of the second quarter, it was worse. <laughs> a buck 24 left in the first quarter. It's oh. what, Jim, three possessions, essentially? Well, the Pelicans managed in five possessions to commit five straight turnovers. In one minute and 24 seconds, and your 16-point lead went to six. The Heat had 18 points in the quarter. If they don't finish on a 10-0 run, you may possibly limit them to 10, 8, maybe 12 12 points points in the the quarter. That is incredible. The problem is, Joe, you only scored 15. Mm -hmm. So while your defense was playing well, you saw that offense dwindle as well. And it's something that we've been talking about, whether it was the last time I was in this podcast Or with Jim, when you've come on in our pregame, you're you're just seeing the unfortunate results of a taxing on your role players, and it's CJ looked tired yesterday. There's only so many games he can do those things. Graf talked about it after the game yesterday. Thirty nine all the time, And, and and that's why you need two players. That Trey Murphy said two games ago. In Brandon Ingram and Zion, you, you you have 40 points. I mean, that yeah. that's a lot to make up. And, and the problem is, Jim, as you've always talked about, when you have those players missing, you almost have to play a perfect game. And a perfect game is you need the bench to give you more. Like, Jose Alvarado can't go one for eight when mm-hmm. you're missing those two players. Yeah. Trey Murphy, who had 14 in the first half, finished the game with 17. You can't have him just scoring three. And it's not being disrespectful or, or, or I'm angry at them. It's that's where you are when you start the game minus forty points. You know, I mean, to start, I I couldn't believe that
0: minute and twenty something seconds. I mean, it was just kind of like everything went wrong, and some of the basic principles of basketball, as far as like not throwing cross court passes with no velocity Chibling on them, off your foot, you can't get away with that at like lower levels of basketball. You sure as heck can't get away with it in the NBA, where you th- you think that you're going to be able to throw a thirty foot pass. Fatigue might have been a little bit of a factor. Mental I also fatigue. think. I also think, too, that you have to factor in the human side of this, too, where you did so much good stuff to get up by 16, and then all of a sudden it goes away so quickly, and all of a sudden you're only up by six at halftime. I mean, to me, that was very deflating to have the half that they had, and then it's only 47 to 41 at Mm -hmm. the break, and you're going in saying, like, how the heck are we only up by a handful of points right now? Yeah. So I think I mean I'll I'll give Graff credit on this because I felt the same way. More, the last couple minutes of the first half were maybe the most crucial uh, segment of the whole game. I mean that was they had a chance to go into halftime with a comfortable lead. The way Miami was shooting the right. ball all game was not good. So I mean it would have been it would have been pretty tough I think for them to overcome being down you know say 15 points at halftime. They only ended up shooting 8 for 34 from three-point range of the Heat. I mean, the Pelicans were 8 for 30, so it was almost exactly as bad. I just felt but, like you could
2: have broken their spirit. Yes, I mean, Miami exactly. trailed by 16 in the first half twice. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. there were yep. there were two chances to just pull away and kind of put your foot on their throat mm-hmm. and sort of have them be like, all right, it's just not our
3: night. But. And again, going back to the Doom Oracle thing, but again, he's right on these instances mm-hmm. too. It's something that could be cl- easily overlooked, right? And what I mean by that is... It's the Herb Jones drive to the basket, doesn't dunk, goes for the you know, the the finger roll or the layup, he's fouled, the shot doesn't go in, and then he misses the free throw. It's Jackson Hayes missing the free throw or taking you know, a bunch couple of, of players moments, taking yeah. threes, which I'm all about paint to grade and and but it's also I keep saying right time, right place. There were some possessions in that fourth quarter where I don't mind if you take the three if it's CJ, even if he's struggling, stuff like that, but Like Jackson Hayes taking a three early in the shot clock when you need a bucket there. And that's where, and I mentioned this in the postgame yesterday, that's where you miss Zion. Mm -hmm. You saw him before he injured his hamstring where you got the uh uh-oh feeling, Graf is predicting doom. Zion said, hold my beer. He had several moments where he said, hold my beer. And he'd drive to the basket. He'd stop a run with a foul and some free throws. He'd drive to the basket, get an and one. Maybe no call, we'd complain, but get the bucket. That's what you're missing right now in that the other team gets a run. There's something going on there because that's something we don't think of as well. Jim, you're not just missing points from Zion. You're mm-hmm. not just missing free throw attempts from Zion. You're not just missing rebound, and You saw his defense increasing. You're missing ball handling. Sure. And that's something that CJ was playing much better. And he's a great when, passer. When Zion, exactly. Yeah. It's just you're it, – it's a huge loss. And, mm-hmm. again, the Heat are a very good team. So, against lesser opponents, it, it, it gets you. I mean, that Orlando game, same thing. When that wall hits in that fourth quarter, it would have been great to have somebody raise his hand up on the block you, you give it to him and you end any hope. But that's the thing that's happening right now is that you have to play perfect right now until you get these guys back. And,
0: and the way that you counteract a defense that's swarming the way the Miami was and gambling and taking chances sure. and segments of the game where it's, it seemed like they had six or seven guys on the court because they were trying to double team the ball. The way that you attack that is to attack them and get to the basket, get into the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, it seemed like the pelicans kind of took a step back as far as their aggressiveness when miami amped it up on the defensive end so as you just said i mean zion's one of the best attackers of the basket in the paint in the league obviously bryan and ingram can do the same thing and even Najee marshall who's been out the last I couple was going games to say that. they miss they I miss all of this big. Yeah, they are averaging
2: miss, almost 20 i mean you miss those points right
0: they miss all of the ball handling that these guys have and all of the playmaking and just uh, the word i keep using is a, the attacking that they do um, it just seemed like once Mi- Miami put the Pelicans on their heels, they s- took another step back and they should have, it should have been the opposite approach. But I mean, it's harder to do that when you just don't have the guys that are used you to doing that up. in games. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, the the Najee absence is just as big. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, again, we don't think about doing, but I, I several times on the post game, even he's on my talk show, mm-hmm. I've said he's been as just important as maybe Herb was last year. Yeah. because. You know, he loves to openly say he's the best passer on a team. So, to Jim's point, you're missing rebounding. You're missing that toughness. That's a guy that, as the heat are going on that run, says, give me the ball. You just – and, again, it's just a thing. Look, I'm not making excuses. It's just you're seeing it, folks. I mean, you're you're seeing it. As a fan – you're seeing it. You're missing points. You're missing rebounds. You're missing passing. Well, gosh, we've, you're had, missing... we've had
2: callers on the postgame yeah, show who are like, where's the depth? Yes, yeah, Step the up. De- Michael, well, Michael. it's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> How deep do you want the depth to be, man? Like, well, When you're missing Najee Marshall, when you're missing Herb for a while, you're missing B.I., you're missing Zion. I think, too, people,
0: you can see an evident difference between guys on the court who've proven themselves offensively, have had games where they score 20, 25, 30 points, Guys like that can start a game 0-5 from the field right. and not lose confidence. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you're asking other players who aren't as proven offensively right. at the NBA level, okay, C.J. McCollum's getting double, triple teamed here. You need to take over the offense or be aggressive. They miss a couple shots, and they kind of take a step back and say – you know, I've been hurting the team because I've missed a few shots. I can't keep taking them. A lot of times that's what you have to do. You have to kind of push through it and say, even though I struggled at the beginning of this game, they need me to be aggressive. But it's just easier to ask... Of guys like the players that we just listed—Najee, Bi, Zion—to do that than it is some of the other guys who've never been in that position right. before.
2: Yeah, and and look, if we're gonna, we, I don't want to be a doom and gloom. And look, we're messing with Graf. We love Graf. He was correct. We're giving him props. Well, that's thing. his
3: job—is to to give you the sense and feel in that game, and yeah. that experience comes into that point. Yeah. Where it's like, look, I'm feeling something here because that's the thing. We're in a studio, yeah. and you can having cold basketball for 13 years myself. Y- you can feel. That momentum change you can feel. Oh, man. shit. You can just see it, mm-hmm. too. You can feel it. I mean, being a sideline reporter, there were times where i talked back up to graph when we did 2 lane, I'm like, the QB scene ghost, The feet are quick. Right. Uh, you can just see the body. Like, there's a lot you can tell by being there and sensing it. And you guys see that, obviously, here with yeah. your home. But that's the point.
2: But if we're going to talk about some good things, and let's do that. Let's uh, wrap it up with some good stuff. First of all, Devontae Graham, half-court buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, secondly, uh, Dyson Daniels, it was good to see him get some good run and, uh, and actually show out, you know, he was put to the test, uh, as a rookie. And I don't think a lot
3: of Pelicans fans, I don't think he expected to be put in that position. And, uh, I think he did well for himself. Jim, a couple weeks ago when Zion was holding a press conference after practice, they were talking about the passing, right? And he said, who are the three best passers? He said Mm -hmm. himself, he threw in Najee and then he said Dyson Daniels. I remember that clearly Mm -hmm. to the point of like, wow, saying that about the rookie, I mean, you've seen the last couple of games as he's had to start in place of Herb Jones and Najee going down. So he's still up there in the starting lineup. Look, he's played well enough that I've spurred it spurred discussions with me and several people that have called um, and, and covered the team. But in particular, Ali Cosell. We're going to have him on this week. And I was like, hey, do you play him in the starting lineup? I mean, Herb has not had the kind of season that I think a lot of us have started. And there are reasons for that. Injury. Mm-hmm inability to be able to kind of stay in that lineup. And if you listen to Willie Green, I don't think that's happening. He's still very complimentary. But I'm just saying that's what I'm getting at. He has played so well, and he does those fundamental things at least three times a game. I look over the monitor, and I look at Joe Mike. He just does fundamental stuff, putbacks, rebounds, the assist that he does. And I get everybody's like he needs to score, needs to do those things. But if you have Brandon, Zion, CJ, Jonas, I just need him to do whatever – did last year, sure. right? Rebound, mm-hmm. defend, and do those things. It's good to know though, if I'm Willie, that if Herb, whoever starts, Herb goes and has a breather, I'm bringing in a guy that's basically his clone. Yeah. You know, and and and, and I can trust and, and I know he can make that good decisions. And look, even in the five-second call, which by the way, he did call a timeout. He did. Um, you you heard Willie Green yesterday say his his quick turnaround to let that play go. He wins the jump. He goes and gets the rebound and gives them another possession. That's hard to do, and that gives a lot of credit. Yeah, I mean,
0: the play that he made to force the jump ball was incredible and just beyond a rookie level. He does that throughout the game where he was making plays where you say, like, this guy's 19 and he's doing this stuff. He also had – this play kind of went under the radar. He had a play with about two minutes left where he – there was about four or five guys total that jumped for a rebound, he tapped it back out to CJ for a three that cut the lead, I think, from like five to two, which was a huge play. Um, But he, I mean, he had 11, six, and seven yesterday. Seven rebounds, six assists. Like you said, his passing is great. But he's just making so many subtle plays throughout the course of the game. He's just got great anticipation.
2: Yep. So speaking of rookies that are uh, crushing it, Gus Kattengill, we're going to see you in the studio again. Uh, Got another game coming up back at home baby so we're gonna have a lot of fun for this homestand thanks so much for joining the pod follow this man at gcat underscore 17
3: always a lot of fun goose yeah this uh this home trip's um important and here's the other thing jim that this week is going to be key right and, and and joey as well you got two sets of back-to-backs this week yeah, yeah. tuesday yeah. wednesday and saturday yeah. sunday so good call it's it, you have four games, but they're literally played right after one another. So it's, a, I hopefully we see Brandon Ingram, and obviously the ones at home are key because this team's played well at home. But yeah. it's going to be yet another challenge going into this All Star break. You have three sets of back to backs before the All Star. Yeah, that's break. a good guy. Stretched out, out as week. this as this road trip seemed.
2: Right. Uh, now we got to go through a gauntlet. Yeah, you're home, home for one. The Nuggets, by the way, to start off. Yeah. Uh, That's no easy And oh, by the
3: way, Saturday, your home game is not an early game. It's a late game. And then you travel and you play Milwaukee, who's, by the way, a good team on Sunday. So it's. You're, you're being challenged, but it's what you got to push through. No one's going to feel sorry for you.
2: You know, Gus is sort of a, the mixture of the doom oracle and the light oracle here of Jim. <laughs> you're the yin and yang. Yes. That's why we appreciate you, That's Gus. That's why
3: I'm a talk show host.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for
0: or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you?
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
2: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Inbound Ola Depot up the floor. Taken by Graham. Half court shot. Good if it goes. Nothing but net. Sir! Big thanks to Mr. Gus Gal. You know, uh, every now and then, uh, Jim, I, uh, you know, we take phone calls and uh, we hear from the people on the post game show. But every now and then, I also fire up Twitter, the hate machine, <laughs> and uh, and I read it, and it scorches my eyeballs. And uh, right now, it just seems like everybody's really down in the dumps. They're questioning our depth. Uh, they're questioning. Uh, Willie Green, they're questioning all kinds of things. Uh, And and the thing is, I get it. I feel a little different. I am not on board with a lot of what they're saying. uh, But the thing is, I understand feeling different because we were winning every game that we were supposed to win, even shorthanded for a Mm -hmm. bit. And I think I feel a little different, a little nervous now uh, as we look at the schedule ahead. There seems to be a murderer's row and it doesn't get much easier going into it it just, I feel a little more nervous as you look at some of those games that, that before we'd have thought, ah, we're taking
0: those. Yeah. I mean, the Orlando game was definitely the rarity of losing a game against a team that's in the bottom tier of the standings. I mean, really there aren't, there's really only about a handful of teams in the entire NBA that are more than five or six games below 500. So you really don't even run into many of those types of teams. Obviously it was a game that you hoped that you were able to get, but, you know, I, I understand. I mean, you lose four games in a row, and I think they're 3-9 and nine in their last 12 games. So I get it. I mean, I, I feel like the Pelicans, if you go back a few weeks, we were in a position where we're looking at the situation saying, you know, this could be a second half of the season where they don't have to sweat out the result of every single game. They, yeah. they can put themselves in in position where – a top three, top four seed is looking like a, almost a guarantee. Yeah, I I mean, remember when we, we weren't even trailing in games at yeah. all
2: for long stretches. That was nice.
0: I mean, we were, We remember the second weekend, I think it was, of December, where it was a fight for first place in the West between Phoenix and New Orleans. And now Phoenix is in seventh place, and I think recently they were all the way down to ninth or tenth. Yeah, they so were... things have changed drastically. And unfortunately for New Orleans, it is a situation now where – you know, I, I've used the word urgency at least 8,000 times this right. season to discuss the NBA overall of, you know, how a lot of teams have not been taking this season with urgency based on resting guys and sitting people. But, um, I, I, yeah, it's there right now. I mean, it's 35 games that are going to determine where you are at the end of the regular season, and they, they definitely need to get back onto a winning uh, track so that they can not have to – Have every single night be looking at the scoreboard saying, I mean, we've had way too much of that in the past.
2: Yeah, we don't want to be stressing this early. Right. And
0: I've always I've mentioned this a few times over the years too. how it's funny how in 2015 when they made the playoffs, it came down to the last game of the regular season. 2018, it came down to, I think, two or three games left. They got so hot in the second half of the season that they actually did get in. With about maybe four or five days left in the regular season, so that by our standards, that was like, oh, this is we're yeah we're, we're on a in. we're on a on the beach kicking back. And then last season, of course, it came down to I think it was the the Thursday before the weekend they finally got into the playing. But I mean, it was it was nervous time as well. So
2: yeah, it was I was hard hoping to enjoy we could leading up to it.
0: Right, but. I was hoping we could avoid that this time. And I mean, it's still there for the taking. They still can they still can do that. But obviously, they're going to have to turn things around and and, and uh, play a lot better and just pick up some more wins, yeah. so that when we get to March and April, we're not uh, I'm not pacing and I'm not you yeah. know you're not trying to calm me down.
2: As Gus said, it's weird. We had this this long road trip. It seemed like we it was only five games, but it felt like a month of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now you get a home stretch finally, but it's quick, you know. So it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a test, and you're hoping hoping for some better health news coming forward. Right, and you
0: start off with Denver, the best team in the Western Conference. I I don't know, can we be so fortunate that Nikola Jokic has missed the last two games for Denver? Can we be so fortunate that he's not able to play? I'm sure there's either way you have Minnesota in a back-to-back on Wednesday. I know people dread back-to-backs, but I've been saying for a while that I think the home-home back-to-backs, there's not as much of a reason to be to have excuses. It's not like you're getting traveling. Yeah. You're not traveling. You're not getting to sleep at 2 AM because you just got into the hotel in a different city. So, I mean, that's a key game. The Timberwolves are eighth in the West right now, 24 and 24. Obviously that changes every day, a spot or two. And then Saturday, after a couple of days without games, you play the Wizards. Wiz- Wizards. Wizards are twenty and twenty-six. They're one and a half games out of the plan in the East. So even though I think a lot of people look at them as like, yeah, they're not really in the hunt for anything. I mean, every game is important for them based on where they are in the standings. And then you wrap up on Sunday in Milwaukee against one of the best teams in the league. The Bucks are another team where it depends from night to night of who's available. Chris Middleton and and Giannis have both missed a. A ton of games, especially Middleton's missed a ton of games, but Giannis has also missed a bunch. So we we will see. I mean, it's it's a it's a challenging week, but there's also a couple teams yeah. on the schedule that you have a better record than, and hopefully the Pelicans can take care of business, especially at home.
2: Well, you know, we did beat the uh, the Washington Wizards at the dreaded House of Horrors. So you're hoping that uh, you know the, the Pelicans have broken the curse and can take that one. Uh, we've had encouraging news on Brandon Ingram. He is, uh, you know, playing five on five. Uh, he has been moving around. Everyone seems encouraged. I know a lot of people seem to think there's this vagueness, uh, about Bi's return, but it really is all about feel motion. And then it seems like, uh, that's pretty close.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was good to hear some good news, but it'll be infinitely better to see him actually cleared to play and on the court and in a game. I mean, you make a good point though. I mean, the Pelicans, really manhandled the Wizards in D.C. without Ingram. They beat Minnesota uh, without Ingram. They beat Denver without him as well. So, I mean, if you can get him back soon, that would be huge. I believe the Nuggets game was when Jose Alvarado had 38. Hopefully they don't need him to get 38 again this time. But, I mean, that was an impressive bench performance by the Pelicans. So, I mean... You just have to do what you did earlier in the season before this recent stretch, and you'll be fine this week.
2: And you've seen once B.I. is back, he's capable of carrying the team until Zion gets back. You've seen both of these guys be able to carry the load when the other's out. Mm -hmm. And once they're both back, maybe we can get back to the good times where, oh, we we haven't trailed in a game in a while. I want to get back to that. I believe we can. Jim, thanks for brightening my day. After a dark and gloomy Florida trip, Pelicans fans... Gird your loins. It's going to be a fun one. Get ready for the radio call with The graph on 99.5 WRNO. We will speak to you again on Wednesday on the podcast here. And until then, Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, back to the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine
3: country. Heck yeah! And some waves so we could go surfing. I oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: ah, love that. A redwood
3: forest would be cool.
0: I'm in.
1: Ah, ski slopes. Let's
0: do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait.